Welcome to Edwards Beyond the Test, a podcast that goes behind the scenes of the flight test mission at Edwards Air Force Base. I'm Dawn Waldman from the 412 Test Wing Public Affairs. Here at Edwards, there are engineering opportunities across the base for work on the various flight test programs that support our warfighters. In this episode, we'll meet one of our newer test engineers who works with the 775th Test Squadron. It is my pleasure to welcome Mrs. Elaine Heinen from the Global Vigilance Combined Test Force. Elaine, you started working here at Edwards last fall. You were right out of college. Tell us about the work you're doing here. Hey, Don. Uh, thanks for the welcome. So I'm one of the thousand or so test engineers that are part of the test engineering group here at Edwards. So I work for a flight within the group that specializes in electro-optics and infrared, uh, which is what we call EOIR. And there are definitely more formal definitions for EOIR, so maybe don't tell my boss. But I generally tell people EOIR consists of cameras and lasers. And so right now I work on the cameras that are part of the Global Hawk, which is the Air Force's unmanned aerial reconnaissance plane. Well, working on the Global Hawk program is an exciting opportunity, but to be involved with the follow-on testing by the sensors, the optics, well, that's such a major part of that aircraft's overall mission. How does it feel to be part of that team? That's a, that's a great question. Most days, I, I feel like the work that I do really is an integral part of what the Global Hawk does. And so don't tell the rest of the office I said this, but the Global Hawk is basically a flying sensor carrier. So the engineers who work with the, all the other elements of the jet, so the data links and the structures, and absolutely those guys are critical to what we do. But I feel like by doing test and evaluation with the camera systems, I'm, I'm really getting at the heart of what the Global Hawk is for. And so as with any job, some days are better than others, but most days I really do come to work believing that what I do has the real ability to make a difference, and I have an awesome group of people that I'm doing that with, and so it's great to be a part of this team, and I really do think that the sensors are, are the heart of the mission of the Global Hawk, and so it really gives me a sense of purpose to, to feel like I'm at the heart of the mission. Well, Elaine, technology is always changing, and your program keeps up with all of that. Tell us about the latest innovative project you're working on with the Global Hawk. Absolutely. So I've been heading up the testing on a camera upgrade uh, that will be happening. And as you said, technology is definitely changing. So as a result, there are a few metrics on this latest program that we're going to be measuring that we've never done at Global Hawk, and we've actually never done within the electro-optics flight. And so I've been able to work really closely with my tech experts and my flight chief, and we're actually designing new and exciting ways to do rigorous and scientific testing in a flight environment. And electro-optics is a field that has all kinds of variables, so it's been really fun to dive into the science of it and to say, how are we going to do this? What's the best way to do this? And however we choose to design this test is going to end up setting the precedent for future testing on these metrics. And so for me, especially as a new engineer, that's a big responsibility, but it's been a lot of fun and really engaging, able to really engage my mind in a field that I'm fairly new to. And so I have a great support network, especially to help me in places where I might not know the information as well. But I've been learning a ton and really feel like I'm, I'm on the forefront of something new that we're doing here at Edwards. Well, speaking of flight test, you recently told me how exciting it was to witness a global hawk from something called the Hawkeye. What is that? Can you share the moment with us? Absolutely. It was one of the 
by far the most incredible moment I've had at Edwards, one of the most incredible moments of my life. So the Hawkeye is a chase vehicle. So because the Global Hawk doesn't have any people on it, the pilots are sitting separate. They, can, they don't have eyes on the jet. And so they have somebody behind uh, in a chase vehicle uh, making, sure, making sure everything's good to go. And so I was able to ride along and seeing the Global Hawk, you know, parked out on the runway, seeing it start to move and realizing there's not a person inside was really a incredible experience. And as we were as we were taxiing, there were actually two F thirty fives behind us that were kinda coming coming down our tail and so we let them go around. And so being out on the runway, seeing these F thirty fives up close, seeing the Global Hawk, and as it took off, it was one of those evenings out in the desert where the sunset is happening in all directions. And so we watched it take off into the sunset with just unbelievable colors and what an experience to, to see the wheels come off the ground and go up into the air for an unmanned vehicle. And people underestimate the size of the Global Hawk. I think when I tell people, oh, you know, I work with a drone, they're thinking these little quadcopters that people fly, and the Global Hawk is massive. And so seeing something with a 130-foot wingspan take, up, take off uh, up off the ground was really just something else. It was really a, a very cool experience for me on a beautiful night. Well, recently you mentioned that as you were thinking of your career, working for the Air Force really wasn't something you were considering. We'll talk about that in a moment. Welcome back to Edwards Beyond the Test. Our guest is Mrs. Elaine Heinen from the 775th Test Squadron. So, Elaine, as we discussed earlier, you began your career in September 2019, and, and now you feel this is your dream job. But wasn't it also true that working for the Air Force wasn't on your radar? Can you tell us how you got here? Yeah, absolutely. But first of all, us camera people joke, uh, things don't go on our radar. They go inside our field of view. But either way, I had no idea that this job existed when I started my senior year of college. And I was actually pretty seriously considered in grad school, and my advisors were definitely pushing me into that. But one day, the civil engineering group at school invited all the engineers, hey, do you want to go to the Iowa State Career Fair? And I didn't have anything else going on. It was on a Tuesday, and so they asked me to drive the, the later of the two buses. And I went ahead, and by the time we showed up, it was almost over. And I was pretty convinced, like, oh, Iowa State Career Fair, it'll be mostly Iowa companies, and I'm not that interested in working in Iowa. This is kind of a waste of my time, but whatever, I'll go. Um, it turns out that Iowa State is one of the biggest career fairs in the nation. And when I showed up, a lot of the lines were really long, and I had very little time to actually go and talk to the different booths. But I saw something saying Air Force, and my dad was Air Force, and I go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with the Air Force, so I'll just go chat with them. And when I got to the front of the line, I noticed on their sign it said optical engineering. And optical engineering is a fairly rare thing to see, and I had done some optics work for the summer before, and absolutely fallen in love with optics. It's the, the science of light and how do we manipulate light and what, what can we do with light? And I thought, this is so cool. And, and I figured I was in a line full of aerospace engineers and I thought, well, maybe if I market myself as an optical engineer, I, I got a better chance. And a few weeks later, I, I got a phone call from the flight chief here at Edwards and we set up an interview. So when you accepted the job, do you remember making the trip out here to Edwards? What, what were your first impressions compared to now? Oh man, so I made the I made the trip out here for that interview and it was my first time being in California and so I flew into LAX and my first impression driving out in my rental car was that LA looks like LA 
So it's it's in popular media and it's it's in movies and TV shows and music videos so much that it, it felt like I had been here before. But then as I started driving out of LA, you go through some mountains and I had spent the previous summer in Colorado. And so I'm going through these mountains and there aren't any trees. Like it's just sand and, and scrub brush. And so I remember texting my family a photo at a rest stop and I, I texted them and I was like, guys, these mountains are naked. Um, so I, I felt very disoriented because they're, they're mountain shaped things, but I, I didn't feel like they were really mountains. And so the next morning driving onto Edwards, I didn't really know what to expect, but while I was driving onto the, onto base, the sun was rising over the lake bed right in front of me. And it, it really was a beautiful morning. And so this past fall, I was driving in right around sunrise and I'd be walking to my car right around sunset. And so I never thought coming into this that I would enjoy driving an hour for my commute, but it's really a great time for me for reflection and for relaxation. And I think sometimes see, people see the desert as being dry and boring. And there's nothing out here, but if you're if you're here at the right moments and you know when and how to look, um, this really is a, a beautiful place to be. Well, now that you're settled in, who or what helped you to transition into this work environment? All I can say is that I, I have a really solid boss, and I have some fantastic coworkers. So I I thought coming into this, like, oh, maybe I'm an Air Force kid, I'd be ready for this job, I'm ready for this environment, but. Honestly, when it comes down to it, every base and every office and every group of coworkers is different, and I just happen to have an awesome group of coworkers. So my third week of work, I actually ended up at a conference in San Diego with the people that I work most closely with, and that was a really fun way to get to know them, to get a feel for our office environment, both in a professional setting and then also just you know going out to dinner and whatever else. So I don't necessarily recommend to other people that you try and do government travel when you're still in processing and not done getting set up. But it worked out really well for me and was a, a really fun way to get to know what's, what's really an awesome group of coworkers. They've, they've definitely been a huge help in transitioning into this environment. Well, Elaine, while working for the Air Force wasn't part of your initial plan there, the Air Force, as you as you mentioned a couple times, was a big part of your life growing up because your dad served many years as active duty Air Force. Yeah, he actually had about a 30-year career in the Air Force, so my whole childhood was hopping from base to base and even country to country. So this is actually the ninth place that I've lived, and I had never heard of Edwards or been out to California before I interviewed for this job. But honestly, once I drove on base, the the tan buildings and the red roofs and the consistent jet noise really, in some ways, felt like coming home for me. Well, Elaine, I know you wanted to give a special shout out to your family as your dad has retired from the Air Force and your parents now devote their lives to fostering children. And that means so much to you. It really does, Don. I have three foster siblings under the age of five. And actually, the oldest one just turned five last week. So... While everyone will tell you that, you know, their kids, their family is the cutest, um, I hold to the truth. My siblings definitely are the cutest. So they've been in our family for just over two years now. And, you know, Don, I believe that each of us is called to serve in different places, in different ways, and at different times. So right now, I know I'm serving here at the test center as a civilian, and my dad was able to serve others through the Air Force for 30 years before he retired. But I'm so proud that he didn't decide to stop serving after that. Um, I had a conversation 
back in high school, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, a conversation about calling, and I remember him telling me that he felt called to foster even back then. And so I'm incredibly proud that my parents decided their next step in serving, their next way to serve was through foster care. And it's been a challenging process for them. It's been a challenging process for my whole family, but it's definitely been rewarding for my parents, and I really could not be more proud of what they're doing and the ways that they're serving. Elaine, that is so wonderful to hear, and thank you for sharing that with us. You know, before I let you go, please share with us any encouragement you may want to offer to those still in college and looking toward their careers. Of course. First of all, I would say go to a lot of career fairs and go with an open mind. And also, don't show up with only an hour left to go. Um, but otherwise, I would say, um, I would encourage people, don't don't underestimate yourself. So... One thing that makes me somewhat distinct um, among my peers in this office environment is that I went to a very small college, and I didn't specialize in optics. But after taking physics and getting that internship at the optics company, I totally fell in love with it. And so when I was waiting at the career fair in line, I thought there was very little chance that I would land an interview when I was next to these big state college people who had these aerospace degrees. But The truth is, Don, if you love something and are excited about it, people will notice. And so don't get me wrong. It takes work. It takes hard work to get where you want to go. But if you're passionate about something, don't discredit yourself just because your resume might not look like someone else's. You might not have that that name brand feel. But with the right employers, they're going to notice and value your passion faster than they value if you have some, some name brand resume. And so when I came out to interview... I just couldn't stop smiling. Every second that I was here, I couldn't stop smiling. I was just too excited about the the opportunities and seeing what's out here. And so for anybody who's looking to land their dream job, whether it's at Edwards or someone else or or somewhere else, I'd say stay passionate about what you love and uh, don't stop smiling. Many thanks to Mrs. Elaine Heinen for sharing her story and taking us beyond the test. You know, during our conversation, I was reminded of the other engineers who have been on this program who also came to Edwards by means of a college career fair. More on that coming up. Welcome back to Edwards Beyond the Test. We're now speaking with Mrs. Taisha Smith, the engineering recruitment manager for the 412th Test Engineering Group. Well, Taisha, thank you so much for being here and taking my call. You know, right off the bat, I have to say that Edwards Air Force Base is an exciting environment in which to work. But, you know, more so now than ever, it's an outstanding time to be an engineer here with the new programs that are happening both now and on the horizon. Can you talk about that? Oh, yes, ma'am. Thanks for asking. The big picture, um, this is an outstanding time to uh, be an engineer at Edwards Air Force Base because there's a bunch of new programs that are here today and on the horizon. So we're excited about that. But we have openings for electrical engineers, aeronautical engineers, uh, mechanical engineers, statisticians, mathematicians, computer science, physics, um, et cetera. Like if you have the background, a scientific background, it would very likely that you have a possibility to 
you know, come and work here within the uh, test wing. Fantastic. You know, Taisha, let's talk about career fairs because previously um, you've gone out across the country uh, with a team and support equipment to go to college campuses and universities to hold the career fairs in hopes of finding new young recruits to come in. But since the COVID-19 pandemic, you're now doing this virtually. How is that working and, and what's, how do you make that happen? Yes. Um, virtual career fairs are much like our career fairs that we've had in the past when we, you know, interact with the candidates face-to-face. The only difference is, is that we don't see the candidates face-to-face, but we're still able to connect with them, see what their backgrounds are, what their degrees are in, if they're interested in even coming to Edwards Air Force Base, just give them an overview of what we do here and try to, you know, try to get them here and recruit them. Um, We set up after we, you know, virtually speak with them, we'll set up like a FaceTime or a a Zoom interview just to, you know, see them because, you know, at that point we get to see them face to face. So it's it's interesting and we're you're trying to make the best of it. We had our first career fair virtually on the 26th and it went really well. We had lots of engagement from um, candidates. Well, I would assume, Taisha, that some of the positives about a virtual career fair would include cost savings associated with travel for the team, the equipment. But also, doesn't it mean you can participate in more events, talk with more students? Yes, ma'am. I would definitely, I would definitely say that we we were able to save money. I had um, six representatives from TNG, um, you know, come with me onto the virtual career fair, and so that would have been six TDYs, six different TDYs, room and board and and eating, and you know, all those funds make up you know, the big picture of what we're trying to do. But it does, it can get costly, and so that was an advantage that we we took advantage of, of course. No doubt. What about disadvantages to virtual career fairs? Do you foresee any of that as time goes on? I think the only disadvantage would be just not being being able to see the candidates face-to-face and getting a feel for them, their personalities. Um, but we're trying to make do, and, and that's why we are utilizing Zoom and it seems to be working right now. Well, Taisha, when we think about the test mission of the 412 test wing, it is the engineers who are responsible for executing this mission. Right now, how many openings are there? You mentioned some of the categories before, but how many are you looking for at this moment? Throughout all of those categories I mentioned before, we have about 42 positions open um, throughout the test wing PNG. That is a lot. Who could apply for these positions? Recently, you said there are openings for engineers and those with scientific backgrounds. Are you only looking for recent college graduates? We recruit at the schools for recent college graduates. We also um, recruit for our intern programs. Um, And then we also want experienced professionals as well because um, they bring a wealth of knowledge that we appreciate. Well, career fairs aside, applying for jobs at Edwards has changed, and USA Jobs is no longer the go-to method that we've been familiar with for years. Please tell us how interested individuals would both find and apply for job openings. So we use um, Air Force STEM online, and we post our positions on there. We also send out um, job announcements throughout the whole entire base. People could, um, candidates could call the civilian personnel office and they would be able to direct them in the the correct um, direction for, um, you know, to be able to apply or or to get a contact within the group 
um, most likely they will be directed to me and then I would ask for their resume and then I would send it out to all of my, my directors and flight chiefs. You can find the Air Force STEM Careers website by doing an online search or by going to afcivilliancareers.com. Many thanks to Mrs. Taisha Smith and again, Mrs. Elaine Heinen for taking time out to share their stories and taking us beyond the test. Thanks to all for joining us. I'm Don Waldman for Edwards Beyond the Test.